0: Hey everybody, this is Petey from the Spinner Rack, and today I'm going to do a video on a new series of stuff that I um, wanted to do. I know it's been a while since we've been uh, doing any episodes. Our our day jobs might have come in conflict with the show, which I'm sorry to say, but we are plans to always come back and continue to do more. But you're looking at all this stuff and saying, what is this stuff? Like, (laughs) nobody talks about this stuff. So he's really trying to make moves into the future, talking about comic book stuff. And let's go through it. We're going to start with a blank slate. All right. And you say, What is that? Have you seen the tiny thing in the corner box? All right. This is known as the new DC. Right? Now, you're thinking the new DC is, of course, the Dark Knight, the Watchmen, V for Vendetta, and you should always say Man of Steel because it brought Superman back into prominence. Well, I would always add, um, what's that other thing? I would add um the NAM. Other people want to fight on it, but if we start... We're going to start with a couple of books that aren't necessarily... Uh, what's the start of this? Let's say Batman 400 is the end of the new DC. Right? And let's say the start of it is the Legion of Superheroes. Let's put this one in the middle, Right? As we see here this is like the start of the great darkness saga so this is a good template to say what the new dc was right now to give you a precursor of what was going on at dc and the like the same time the x-men hit it big that's when dc was doing their new dc right and you see the tagline here more new pages from the new DC, can I zoom in on that? Yeah, doesn't move it. But you see, there's there's more pages in these new DC books, so-called, right? And you see, before that, the tagline over here is "Where action is," right? So they have a tagline. There's a couple of taglines for the new DC. There's also "No stopping us," so you might see that on these covers. So to give you a precursor of this, as I said I was going to do, is that Marvel, the 70s, was kind of down period for comics. They are feeling like it was going to be over. DC had went through the implosion. They had the struggle of going to 25 cents. And Marvel went to 20. And then ultimately everyone went to 25 cents. And at the same time, you had, I think... Warlocked and Captain Marvel was kind of doing all right for Marvel, but they it was more of a I guess it got canceled, so there was buzz around it, but it wasn't like a big title. Obviously, the X Men became the title, but before that, we had Star Wars that was big for Marvel, and that also goes in line with Conan, which were books, there was magazines for Conan, so this is all connected to Roy Thomas, right? So, Roy Thomas is the creator of the All-Star Squadron based on the All-Star Squad that was done in the 70s. And I think there was an early one before that, right? So, in this, I think it might be Earth Prime. I'm not sure. I always felt it was supposed to be Earth 2, but I think they had this as Earth Prime. But anyway, let's keep going forward, right? So, Roy was a big deal as far as writing. And Marvel wanted to keep him. But they didn't want to pay him two salaries they wanted to give him a big salary that would go along with him writing stuff and he wanted two salaries since obviously he's a hot hand but he's saying it's two jobs why am i doing that right so i don't have any behind the scenes exactly of what the new dc was of jeanette Kahn. so i need to do some research but i don't want to be doing these books so i'm just going to give you the overview quickly right so Roy then goes to DC. He already told Marvel, since he weren't taking him as a as a um, what's the name? As editor-in-chief, that he was gonna also do work for DC. And Marvel kind of decided, eh, that's not working for us. So they moved on, right? Now DC wasn't doing numbers, even though they had, but they did have Superman, right? So the Superman, the movie, they had Superman Treasury Edition, Superman vs. Wonder Woman. Uh, I think Muhammad Ali, Superman vs. Muhammad Ali might have been after that. I'm not sure. The time frame. So, that's not really New DC. But, at the same time, you start to see something start they're starting to crack through. Right? And the books that are starting to crack through for DC is The Legion, which had already... Was going out guns blazing, you know, since um, I think Roy Thomas was on that for a short while, like a couple issues. He was the one to initially speed up the return of Superboy to the title. And then we also had the new Teen Titans. Marv was originally a DC guy that went to Marvel and hit it big, became the editor chief George Perez was an artist who was an up-and-coming artist, and they got back together... And they did this Titans book. and this was a big book for the time. This is an action packed book. It also has um, quiet moments, special issues, topical issues. It kind of took what um, Neil, it took the it took the Kirby Stanley Kirby Fantastic Four. and it also took the X-Men and it took the Neil Adams' Green Lantern Green Arrow, which was topical, and they pushed it all into this sandwich. So it was kind of taking all the Neil Adams stuff, all the Kirby and Lee stuff, and mashed it into this one big book that was hugely successful. And at the same time when they did that, they also found time to say, we're gonna have quiet moments. And you can see this ripple through DC where they were able to do more quiet stuff, right? So, they weren't initially, you know, um, new DC books, but they led the charge, right? So, this is some of the books I'm going to go through. Obviously, I would love to do more Titans books. The Perez books are a little bit harder because they're very dense. But, um, to give you an overview, I bought this one off the stands, right? I bought this one off the stands, which is around, I felt, the ra- around the same time, but... This has the tagline of the new DC. Now this is one of the few books that had the style of um, Neil Adams in this, right? So Marvel was like on their side. They had Bill Sienkiewicz. They had Byrne. They had, um, who was it? Um, Brian Anderson. Kind of guys that were in the Neil Adams mode. So it was felt like DC was doing a lot of Neil stuff in the 70s. And Marvel kind of picked up that baton in the 80s. But this is one of the books that had this. We have Jerry Ortaway is also on this book. So he inks it. And then, I don't think he, did he ink it? just, like, But early on, Jerry, Jerry Ordway inks it. So you can see some of the new talent coming in here. Um, we have Paul Levitt. And um, we have Keith Giffen. There's some books I'm not going to have, like Ambush Book. And um, what's the other book? Um, Swamp Thing, but they're definitely part of the new DC. So we're going to go through some of the new stuff that was in there. You're going to see the tagline change. I'm not sure. This might be the... I wanted to include this Ditko thing that he did, which is more 1980? Maybe it is under it? But it's one of his more dynamic characters for the period. And there's more dynamic creations. Uh, Starman, who um, really looks like a dynamic character. All right? Um, we also have the Comics Comic. The Comic Pros. They loved Atari Force. Jerry Conway and um, um, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, which was connected to the Atari Video game. There also was a graphic novel that kind of went along with it. If you don't have this, you should go out and get it. Um, it's um, by Superman writer Elliot S. Magan and, and Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. It's an interesting kind of graphic, but it's a sci-fi thing. It's DC sci-fi book. This is um. It's told. This is the graphic. Now they're not connected. They're loosely connected to the Atari thing. But it's a totally different set of characters in there, right? We can see from here to there, right? And bits of this and that would show up in the '90s, and the Legion showed up in the '90s. Um, um, Image Explosion guys. One other thing that was hot at the time, which is part of the British Invasion, no, it wasn't. Actually, it wasn't. It was this this book here which was Batman and the Outsiders. This kind of, this was, this was um, Mike, Mike W. Barr and um, Jim Aparo, but then the British Invasion came where Alan Davis, who worked with Alan Moore, started drawing it. So I wanted to call in this, this is kind of a little bit later because this is the DC 50th, but we can see the new tagline here, right? The new DC, there's no stopping us now, right? All right. We also had something that I had no idea about. Some friends of mine brought it up. So I had this, I looked at it and it's very gorgeous stuff. Um it's Blackhawk. Right. Blade they started doing a new series. This is possibly one of the most dynamic books done by um Mark Evanier and Dan Spiegel. It's definitely a book you should check out. Now, <laughs> on more of the fun side, since I, I said that I wasn't going to do um, Amber's Bug, we also had The Blue Devil, right? Now this is by, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to have to use another book because it's like Gary Cohn, Mishkin, Paris Collins, who we've got interviews with. He used to come to the comic book store in my neighborhood. I don't think I ever told him that story. He he drew a panel of all the heroes that stayed in the comic store. <clears throat> I thought it was Perez. A friend of mine said it was who worked at the store said that it was Perez Collins. And I was just like, Wow, oh man, maybe he'll do the X-Men <laughs> which is my my default saying, but this book here <clears throat> and he looks like more like um Jake Gyllenhaal. But this is was a fun book. It's the closest. It's one of the closest. There's a couple books that are gonna be close to um, Marvel Spider-Man. But um let's keep going. I'll, I'll leave this one for. We got a third book, a mini-series, Dead Men by um Andrew Hefler. He was the Sp- the Superman editor when Byrne was on it. But this guy will come later. And Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Here's DC's other Spider-Man, which was The Fury of the Firestorm. Now, this one had a regular guy who's connected to a science and they, a scientist. Instead of being Captain Marvel, they would merge into one person, which was Firestorm. And I think this is Jerry Conway and um, what's the name? Pat Broderick, who's one of my favorite artists at the time. Um, There's a couple of things during this period that happened before this, which was, I think it's Jerry Conway and and Keith Pollard, which I had one of those books as a kid, and I was like saying, how does something that dynamic not be a big deal? But we also had the British Invasion. We have Dave Gibbons. This happened. This happened before, um, you know, before the Dark Knight. So we had some Dave Gibbons. We had, I think also we had, um, who's that guy? Alex Toth. But I do want to mention there was some buzz around the, so well, Keith Pollard did some Green Lantern and his gorgeous stuff. So I'm not, I think I have to go purchase that, but I think there's going to be a lot of stuff. So I got to find that on my budget. Now I showed you the All-Star Squadron. They had a, a I guess you could say a spinoff book which was the children of the All-Star Squadron of the Earth-2 Heroes, which was Infinity, Inc. Right? And this is... Now, Jerry Ordway, Roy Thomas and Jerry Ortaway um, would work on this. Jerry Ordway would also work on the All-Star squ- uh, Squadron. And, obviously, I think um, Don Newton would draw an issue, and then Todd McFarlane would take over that. But that, I'm not really considering the, the, the new D.C., we're going, go, we're going to go through this. Yeah. So, these are some of the books. Maybe I'm trying to figure what would be the best ones at this point. But I'm going to just keep going through to show you what kind of the books. And maybe there's some you want to see first. Madame Xanadu, who is um reuniting Steve Englehart and Marshall Rogers. It was only a one-issue thing. Right? Because they took their character and they went off and they created Scorpio Rose. But... Even though it doesn't have a tag of it, I kind of put it in the category of the new DC, right? So then we got a couple of more obscure stuff, right? You're not going to be surprised. You're going to be surprised at the next one. And I'm throwing in Supergirl, right? First electrifying issue. Now, this stuff is some of the more interesting stuff by Carmen Infantino. And it also has an artist that I don't know that well. Who is Bob Oscar. right? Now, it's written by Paul Kupferberg. And you can see there's some, you know, it's in um, Carmen Infantino's later style. But there's some interesting stuff that's going on here. And not just the headband, which people made... A big deal about, but hey, the Kryptonians had headbands. There's some very interesting art in this book. They also had uh, Arroyo Barreto who did one issue. But this combination of these two artists and the Bob Oshker, he does the backup feature of Lois in this story in this comic book, which he does some interesting stuff because it's just um, more detective type stuff with Lois. But it would be interesting with the fact that, you know, Carmen Infantino was getting older. He didn't have a heavier hand, but at times there's some stuff in there that really, I was just shocked how uh, dynamic this book was. So I am trying to figure what would be the best issue to do. Cause I'm not sure you're going to sit around for 23 issues of Supergirl and the, the movie. It was done by Gray Morrow, but hey. I'm giving you an idea now. At the same time, you can see there was some Marvel talent coming there. And we have Ronin, right? Now, this is the first issue of Ronin. And Ronin also came with, if you kids didn't understand it, we had the pros telling you how great it was. So, <laughs> um, this is always an interesting book to have because you should, you know, check it out. Now, we showed you Infinity, Inc., the Titans, the Legion... Um, All-Star Squadron. All those groups. Remember, the X-Men were big. So we need our last couple of things. We gotta go to the Omega Man. Right? The Omega Man had, st- had showed up in the, the it here. I think I do. Yeah. The Omega Man showed up in the Titans. I got a book somewhere around here where they show up in the the um, Green Lantern, they show up in Superman. There was a ton of buzz around these guys. Now they're kind of only known for logo. And at some point I haven't bought too many of those, but at least I got this now. I can get the other ones hopefully for cheap and we can go through it. But there's a different dynamic of of um space that um that Keith Giffen did on this he didn't stay on the series for long but these extreme wides gave it that real sci-fi feeling and you know um it's kind of tough to do the stream wise but Keith Giffen was just in the right place doing the right style of art and really with the large cast that he's been working with using his extreme wise work a, a whole lot now Even though I don't necessarily consider it a new DC book. I'm just going to put a nod to Superboy. Because I bought this at the time when I was first getting into comic books. And I used to buy this. And um, it was was, as a kid. It was one of my favorite books. Even though it wasn't as dynamic as X-Men. Oh, to me, also our squadron, super friends that I'm giving a nod to this because um, it's even though I don't consider it a real new DC book because it's kind of in the style of the old, um, like old Superman, the Silver Age or Bronze Age stories. Right. So it kind of goes into the secret identity, that sort of stuff. There's some things that Paul Kupferberg was doing in here to kind of update the story. So even though he was kind of stuck doing, like, Silver Age and Bronze Age stories, he was trying to... He was moving Clark Kent forward just slightly. So... Oh, I I thought it was going to end. This is the biggest, the craziest thing that ever happened to comic books. And Aquaman, the limited series. Now, Aquaman had never really hit but this I didn't get it when it came out but a few months later I saw this cover and I was like like what the hell is this and they finally fixed Aquaman's costume (laughs) so it was kind of like wow and the story's really great the artist uh, Craig Hamilton oh I didn't say um this is Roger Siffler and um, obviously Keith Giffen. Here we have um, Kurt Schaffenberg and Paul Kuppelberg. Uh, hopefully I gave you all of the creatives, but I don't know who the writer was. The writer had a whole plan for another miniseries, but DC somehow decided that Aquaman shouldn't be in this costume regularly. Because he was only going into some unknown waters beforehand. But this connected it to, I think, or was it Orion or something like that? Yeah, yeah, this guy. So this is another part of the... I don't have any of those comic books. I didn't really connect to them. There was another new DC character, Neil Posner. Okay, yeah, so there's some interesting artwork here, right? And it's a really good story, and I would really consider this a new DC book. Um, this obviously, so this was also had the Baxter books. The Teen Titans had one. The Legion had one. Obviously, Ronan was a uh, the Baxter book. So we get to the end now. Outside of the X Men and some other things the book that's wholly forgotten and one of the top books of the New DC period was Camelot 3000. This is 12 issues of Brian Bolin art, right? I think Terry Austin inked some of it. Uh, Mike W. Barr, who's writer of Batman and Batman The Outsiders. And you get to see him, I mean just doing some like there's some shots that feel like Neil obviously if you look at um, the killing joke that feels like a full Brian Bowling job but this is right before that so this is DC I, I didn't I mentioned that DC wasn't really pulling out a lot of um, Neil Adams clones like they did in the 70s but this is... Ryan Bowling, we don't really necessarily consider him that, but at the same time, he had a lot of Neil still in here, and it's a, you know, it's a this was a big deal. It's lost its luster, the same way, um, I think, Superman vs. Spider-Man, but at the same time, it's a book to talk about, because it was a big deal when it came out in the stores. It was a big deal, so we're going to end on which I didn't talk about, which was, no, oh, I can't say that. Also, DC also tried to say, hey, we felt that the numbers on the new guys weren't so bad, so they wanted to bring Jack Kirby back to do the Hunger Dogs. And, of course, they did. But um, it not hasn't held up the test of time, and it wasn't Kirby's original ending. But, hey, I always liked this cover. It's better than his inking on the rest of it, because it felt like maybe if he'd done this for the whole book, it would have been pre-Alex um, Was it pre Alex Ross, and since he was redoing the art, maybe it was all painted pages, but that would have cost a lot, but um, it would have been interesting, right? So lastly, let's go to which I consider the end of the new DC before... I guess post-crisis, right? Because there's a new DC period. What are the t- I, said, I said Swamp Thing and I said Ambush Bug. There are probably some more titles. But these are the majority and I have a few comic books that I can go through. Definitely um, Black Hawk. But I say this, and I should have Superman 400 here too, because that was kind of the DC trying to make their next step with Superman. They didn't do it in the regular books, but they took Superman. And uh, do I have it in the house? I think I have it in the house somewhere. But first, talk Superman 400. I don't have it here, but it has a lot of talents: Marshall Rogers, Frank Miller, Steve Gerber, Stareenko. It has all these guys in it. It's on a. It's a little more complicated story it's different periods different takes different angles on superman so it's kind of an interesting thing so i kind of would consider that the first kind of superman new dc before pre-crisis right before man of steel and this issue here right so Batman's issue 400 this would have the ours before he was canned before um what's that thing uh, year one he did this issue. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people had this issue. Because not only does it have all, it has all the hot talents. You got Arthur Adams, Terry Austin, Brian Bowling. You know, Brian Bowling does the end piece, right? So we have Byrne, he does a one page. <laughs> Mike Grell, uh, Michael W. Kaluda, Kaluta, Kessel, oh, sorry it's Kiesel, that's how Rob Liefeld says oh, Carl Kiesel, Joe Kubert, Steve, Leia Leota, uh, Liloa. Loa, I think that's how he said it. I am probably went wrong. Rick Leonardi, um, uh, Steve Lytle, um, Larry Mustard, um, Bruce D. Patterson, George Perez, um, Steve Rude, who does, I think, a pinup, Bill Sienkiewicz, who does, like, the middle, Ken Stacy, Tom Sutton, Sar Sutton, Sutton, uh, Ricardo Villagran, and Bernie Wrightson does a couple of pieces in here. So, this is a fun book. Um, It's a classic Batman story. um, And then it celebrates Batman this anniversary in a great way. It's a great ending. And, um, it looked like, with, I think I bought this off the stands. Might have been a rinse on the same time um Steel was out. But I feel this is right before the changeover. It was kind of, to me, like the last. I think people might say, I can't really even consider. Um, I have some last stuff. This one went long, longer than I expected. I have some last stuff to say. I mean, I would put Manhunter in this. But Manhunter is a 70s thing that just fit perfectly during this period. I wouldn't put The Legends of Batman because that was just kind of fixed in continuity. And DC had been doing that all the time. Like trying to figure ways to kind of make sense of continuity. So they were doing these books where they would, you know, ultimately fix the continuity stuff at the same time. Um, What else do I have here? I mean, I could just show you all the comics I have, but that would be pointless. Um, I want to show you something else. Don't go anywhere. But yeah, this book is kind of a... um, Not really. The Batman book isn't really a book to say... This is kind of a new DC book. Um, I also don't have the, the Baxter edition of the New Teen Titans here or the. Um, what's the other one? The New Teen Titans or the. Oh, here. Let's see this. I don't have the Baxter edition of New Teen Titans of the Legion. I wanted to point this out because Keith Key Polar, This isn't... Oh, maybe it could be considered New DC. Alright, but it has a nice shot of the... Of, well, I would say the British Invasion happening beforehand is important. But there's one other thing that I would not... Put into the new DC category. A fixing continuity. Like the Batman one. And even having. The Secret Years. A World of Krypton. These are kind of. Taking the origin. And doing another. <laughs> a Man of Steel. Where they kind of say. Here's the origin. Let's add some things. Let's kind of explain some things. Let's try to figure out why the Krypton had to explode and all this other stuff. So, Which, um, you know, if you consider Man of Steel unnecessary, these ones aren't really, I don't know, it's kind of tough. But, you know, you had these new Frank Miller covers and they would do things that, you know, it would get Burn in Trouble. But it kind of still felt like a, you know, a Bronze Age book. It didn't feel like a new kind of DC. And the new DC isn't saying they were just kind of throwing out everything. The baby with the bathwater. It was kind of taking the um, existing thing. Putting Superman in, and I think Clark Kent in college. And Clark Kent wouldn't be... It's like the stage between Superboy... And um Superman now, there's things with Superboy and Superman that you can't connect. You can't connect that Superboy has met Supergirl, and when superman when Superman first meets Supergirl, he doesn't know her. So it's not a correct fit. It's supposed to be a book. But they would just do young stories with Superman. You're not supposed to kill yourself with continuity, but DC was killing itself with continuity and trying to connect the pieces that don't connect, right? Or, you know, get into a little more in-depth things, but kind of going to Krypton and seeing people in school and stuff like that, when ultimately Krypton isn't a full-on alien race. It's more like a alien race because it's the world of tomorrow. They're kind of like the world's fair version of the future. But they're aliens, right? And at the same time, DC has done a few origins where Super- Superman's father sends him off when he's an adult to become Superman. And then they turned it into somehow Superboy. So... I can't put these in a new DC thing, even though this one definitely is in the period, this one less so, right? But it was DC trying to do things. So I'm showing it, I'm not gonna, I've already done, I might do the Superman stuff different thing in a totally different thing because I've already done a bunch of Superman stuff where we get into his origin and the different origins. Batman are already done, but, um, this is what I'm next gonna do. I don't think that you guys are gonna sit around for umpteen videos, so I'm gonna try to pick one of these issues of each of these books and do a review and, um, see how it goes. But this is, you know, I've been backlogging. I did some buying, you know. So, um, but I need to get more of these Keith Pollard um, um, Green Lanterns. Because I've had one as a kid, and I was really wowed. It was really like, like Keith Pollard, I know people say he doesn't didn't get his due, but, oh, The Vigilante, that's what I don't have here. That is definitely a book that's going to get done. The first three issues is possibly... Like, some of the best comics ever. Like, Keith Pollard. So, I I forgot about that. And that'd be a good new DC book. You know? So, um... But, yeah. Um, this is what's coming next. We have... I hope the new DC... DC, once again, trying to make their way. I guess... I don't really consider doing... Chaykin's Shadow, because that's with the Dark Knight, um, it's kind of tough. So I had to make the decision, but Chaykin's, that was the sign of the next period. So I'm not, I don't think I'm going to do that. But um, I should read it, figure out if I want to do a video. But, you know, write back and let me know if any of the stuff that you want to see or specific issues that you're thinking of, right? But, um, I think that's about it. That's kind of the thing. I've been, I don't think, I have some of these books. But some of these other ones, I had not had a Superboy book in who knows how long. So, I um, bought that one. I think that was one I had. So, that's why I bought that one. And, um, that's not going to give you a new, too much new DC. But, it's, um... I mean, it was a thing that was you know that I was into as a kid, so uh, yeah, so it's in the period of not stuff that's um, that I don't think is New d c, but um there's some appro- different approaches to it, and it's not a historical thing, right? So all right, spin a rack out.